Also, I have this. I have a, I have a microphone, but I have not hooked it up to. I'm not sure if it's hooked up correctly. You sound fine, and you're coming in clear on my end. Yeah. So I sound okay. All right, good. Que paso, cochinos and sucias. I'm that Vato Gallo, the chivalrous chauvinist. You can find me at Cochino Chingon on Instagram, TikTok, and sometimes Twitter. Welcome to another episode of Sucias, or my favorite. Today we have a guest with me. It is, sorry, she is a sex coach and a whole bunch of other things that I haven't had time to prepare for this. And I apologize because I've been juggling things all day long and I thought this guest was coming on next week. So I was preparing for my guest that was on 30 minutes ago, which you're not going to hear until a few weeks from now. But in any case, Caitlin is a sex coach and she has over eight years experience. She has a master's degree and that's what I'll remember off the top of my head. However, welcome to the show. Caitlin, how are you doing today? Hey, Gallo, you, uh, you got it. Basically correct. That is, that is that is all the right stuff. I'm doing great and I'm happy to be here. Okay. Um, and it's Gallo. Like, hey, guy, yo, oh. I don't know you. Guy, no big deal. Hey, hey, Gallo. There we Thank go. Thank you. Okay. I also <laughs> failed to do research. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It's, it's so many things with podcasting and just being an interview and interviewing people. It's like juggling things because even though you talk to someone and say, hey, let's do an interview. You'll be first in line to be interviewed, but then scheduled seventh in place. And then, oh yeah, we're going to do this and the other. So yeah, the scheduling just gets crazy. So how did you fall into becoming a sex coach? So I got my master's in counseling. And while I was there, I was basically thinking like, okay, I like, I, I'm, I like counseling because I like the idea of unpacking why we have issues, why humans have issues, and how do you get better as a human? I've always, I've always been interested in that. Personally, out of self-gain, how do I become a better person? But then also, how do we help other people become better, right? However, I never really wanted to be a traditional counselor. So as I was going through my program, I was like, ooh, I like the concept of this, but I don't want to be a um, a traditional therapist. There's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of regulations around it, which is not a bad thing. It's an important thing, actually, because if you have therapists just willy nilly out there toying around with people's brains without some type of like systematized regulating body, that could be dangerous. However, for me, I was a little bit too much of like, um, you know, a free bird where I was like, okay, I don't, I like, I see that I see the value, but also, I want to figure out something different. And that is what led me to sex coaching. How do you feel about the whole coaching, um, I guess, wave? Like now that COVID's going on, I've seen so many people like, yeah, I'm a life coach and I'm a this coach. And a lot of times they may or may not have some certification behind their name. And sometimes if they do, you look into it and it's just some random like rubber stamp place. Other other places kind of do have a little bit more in-depth training or help for, you know, classes or whatever, but what's your take on the overall coaching side hustle? It seems like now. Yeah. 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 You're so right. Um, there are a ton of charlatans out there. Right. Um, and the reason why there are so many people out there, um, becoming a coach is because there's, there's no, again, there's no governing body. You actually don't even need to have any education. You just need to have, you know, some experience in the game of life 
but you don't even necessarily need that. Anybody can call themselves a coach. And, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are good at what they do. So what I recommend for anybody who is trying to find somebody who is actually um, qualified at what they do is to give them an interview, ask them some questions about, um, you know, their philosophy and how they got to where they are. And, uh, you know, definitely reach out and interview with people. But again, the cool thing about uh, doing the coaching um, is that it allows for it, okay, so let me let me actually go back a little bit. I'm going to tell you a little bit uh, between or the difference between sex therapy and sex coaching, and it kind of goes into your question a little bit more. So, um, sex therapy, what they do is they will look at a specific issue, and then they will go back into the history of of a person. Right, so you have to. It's more reflective and historical. Or as a coach, they're very forward moving, right? So they can say like, oh, I see that you have an issue with delayed ejaculation or early ejaculation. Let's take that issue and move forward from it. Now, there are, um, so that that's a really cool way to be able to, uh, to operate, right? It helps people to have more of a... Um, uh, positive trajectory rather than something that is more labeled as negative, I guess. Um, yes, there are, there are a ton of people out there who don't necessarily know what they're talking about. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of frustrating because I, I understand there's a huge need for mental health as, as a Gen Xer, I was like, yeah, if, if you're, if there's not any blood pouring or bone sticking out, then you're, you're being a pussy about it. And so realizing that my sex addiction came from mental traumas that I just normalized and just didn't even address, uh, it, it kind of made me realize, okay, hey, maybe I do need to see this and seek professional help or seek, seek some type of help, even group therapy, which ended up being my preference. Um, yeah. A lot of people just kind of, okay, maybe I do need help. And that advice is great for them to be able to ask questions and learn how to better navigate these waters of finding a coach or a therapist, which I would recommend a therapist over a coach, but sometimes they need that positive reinforcement of going forward, I guess. Um, in your profession, you've also, you also have an OnlyFans page. Is that still active or is that still something separate? Yeah. 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 So okay. I have, um, I have an OnlyFans. Uh, I, so I'm interested in, all things sex positive. And I was actually going to comment on your um, on your channel because it is actually a very unusual. Um, it, it's an unusual place for someone to be coming from uh, a place of talking about sex addiction, but then also be open minded and sex positive at the same time. Because often, and you I, I, you, you know, you'll know about this where uh, you know people. They may be coming from a sex addiction background. Sometimes they will just say like, okay, well now I need to be like very rigid and I need to, you know, missionary only and, and, <laughs> and things like that. So you've got a very, um, uh, you've got a very balanced perspective, which is something that I like. Um, yeah. So when it comes to the OnlyFans stuff, I've just always been interested in pushing the, pushing the boundaries on what is acceptable about sex? Because I think that our society in general has a very um, toxic view around what is, you know, what you can talk about, what you can do, what's okay. And we, you know, for the most part, 
we say, don't talk about sex, don't talk about sex, don't talk about sex. But when you have sex, you got to be good at it, right? Just become good at it out of nowhere. And that is a really problematic, right? Because how are you going to get good at something if you don't practice, if you don't talk, if you don't get help, you don't get help, you don't get advice, right? And so we run or we find all of these people looking for help on the internet, right? I, you know, on, um, you know, they're watching porn and they're going, okay, well, you know, squirting looks like it must be the best orgasm on the planet. So I'm going to make all my girlfriends squirt. Like, and if I don't do it, then there's something wrong with me. And, it, and it's just like, it's madness, right? And so I like the ability of being able to um, just kind of challenge any type of stereotypes um, around uh, sex work being any type of negative work, right? So I've been a stripper for over six years. I do OnlyFans. I'm not... Uh, it's, I'm not the most dedicated to it, you know, like my, my coaching practice definitely takes up a bulk amount of my time, but it's something that I'm interested in. I dabble in, I have on the internet. Um, also I have a show called watch girls, watch porn. And it's where, uh, we're, we're sponsored by Pornhub and it's where it's 30 minutes of me and guest host watching porn and making fun of it, which I just think is delightful and hilarious. Yes. No, I, um, actually, I interviewed a, uh, film actress on my first episode of this season. Um, and she was also a former director and stuff. And so also having dated and hooked up with porn stars before, not while they were working, but when they were on the, the stripper circuit, you know, it's kind of like eye opening to realize that porn sex isn't how real sex works. And that, you know, coming in with that expectation of, you know, oh, well, if you're going to be with the porn star, you got to give her porn sex. It, no, they, they like normal, regular sex, like everybody else, you know, that's work and play is different with OnlyFans and with your sex coaching. Do you see any cross pollination with your uh, clients or customers? Is there anything that you kind of see that you can kind of are relatable as far as teaching moments in either or? You know what? So I don't really have, um, so there are clients who I have who may be on my OnlyFans, but it's also nobody's really explicitly told me that they're on it. So everybody has a, a different username. They come up with different usernames on their OnlyFans. So I'm not completely sure if that has happened. However, I would assume that it has or it will happen in the future. Um, in which case, again, that's why I'm a sex coach and I'm not a therapist, right? There's a, there's, there is no um, negativity around that. And also, honestly, I think it can be a good thing to be able to teach people like, okay, this is what normal sex looks like, right? Like I'm not that, like I'm not doing porn star sex. It's normal, <laughs> normal sex that I'm having. Um, and so I think that that can be a healthy benefit. Um, could you tell me the last part of the question that you asked? Oh, so it was more of like, so if you have either, or if you have a client that was sex addict and they happen to find you on OnlyFans and then they cross over. So I'm guessing no one's actually told you, Hey, I saw you here and you're a sex coach. I need help. Uh, that, yeah. that was kind of my curiosity, but as a sex coach, um, do you have anything that you've learned that you decided, Oh, Hey, you know, maybe I should make an OnlyFans of this, or is it just kind of um, random in either or as far as postings or anything. I see what you're saying. So, um, I, you know what, I actually make 
content on uh, Pornhub that is more related to things that I do with clients or I hear with clients and I'm like, oh, that's something I should teach on Pornhub. So I have some uh, demonstration. So most of my episodes on Pornhub are just normal, um, like sex educational type stuff. Um, but then I have also um, demonstrations with real life humans where on like how to please a pussy, right? Because you can't put that on YouTube. We should be able to, in my opinion, we should be able to, um, but we don't put that on YouTube. In the past, I actually made educational content on my OnlyFans. Um, however, it didn't really perform any better. So I stopped doing it. It's a lot more work to do that educational stuff. It's like way more work. Um, so also I like the idea of that being free. I think that's important to just be out there. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was funny that you mentioned on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed or known, but there is nude yoga on YouTube, which I just found crazy. Yeah. Like full on nude male, female, though, mostly females is the one that comes on. And uh, I was one of like one of those uh, review channels. Like, can you believe that this is on, but you know, regular sex isn't or whatever. So uh, when you mentioned huh. that, I was like, huh? Yeah. I was surprised. Like, huh? Yeah. That, that would be educational. You just put a label. You got to prove that you're 18, but you know, people circumvent that anyways. I'm going to look that up. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was probably like two or three months ago. I don't know if it's still on or if it's been taken huh. off or whatever, but right. I know like two months ago, there was like some reviews about, yeah, there's nude yoga and they had to, they blurt it out on their channel, but you go to the channel that they refer to or the video link and it shows I'm like, oh crap. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. With your clients, is there anything prevailing that you usually see with male clients, female clients, and couples? Like, what are the top two things that you usually see with each type of client? So, with couples, is going to be a discrepancy in desire. So, one couple wants sex, or one person wants sex more than the other person. So, that's another, uh, that's a big one. Another one is um, differentiating. Uh, sexual styles. So maybe one partner is interested in BDSM and then the other partner likes vanilla sex. So how do you, how do you navigate the two? Um, it's also going to be a third and it's going to be non-monogamy. So when it comes to um, men, it's going to be things like premature and early ejaculation. So control around ejac ejaculation. And then um, number two, I guess would be difficulties with um, anxiety around sex. So maybe um, feeling anxious about their performance or feeling anxious about, um, uh, you know, reaching out to, or, you know, dating, those kind of go hand in hand as well. Um, for women, it's going to be easily uh, difficulties with orgasming. And then number two, pain, pain during sex. Hmm. Yeah. That, that, well, at least with the male side kind of jives with some of what I've seen with uh, friends and acquaintances pain I was aware of. I just didn't think it was that common. Mm -hmm. All right. So Caitlin, where can my guests find, or my guests, where can my listeners find you? So you can find me on Instagram and also on Twitter at my sex coach. Also, I'm very responsive in my DMs. So if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Also, you can find me on Pornhub and my tag is um, at WGWP as in watch girls watch porn. I might have to check that out. Just even though I'm not a porn watcher, I'll watch educational porn just to see what educational porn looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate you for being here. Take care. Bye. Thank you for sticking around. I love you. You're worthy of it. Till next time.
Besos.